Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Costa Rica, Las Vegas, the beach in Mexico, Phuket, Thailand, Santa Fe, maybe Lancaster, PA, or Marietta, Georgia, (laughs) or maybe your own farm in Sicily. Well, Gil and Jean from the Retire There podcast, they were wondering the same thing. So they decided to ask that question. What's so great about where you live? What are the main variables that helped you decide where to go? Cost, culture, or just plain adventure? Well, we're going to find out right here on today's episode. I'm Wes Moss. The prevailing thought in America is that you'll never have enough money and it's almost impossible to retire early. Actually, I think the opposite is true. For more than 20 years, I've been researching, studying, and advising American families, including those who started late, on how to retire sooner and happier. So my mission with the Retire Sooner podcast is to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good way to start out a podcast. We're just going to be laughing because I'm so excited. So, uh, Gene and um, Gil, your full name is Gillen. Yes. Perfect. But you go by Gil. Um, uh, We just made it short for the show, but I go by Gillen. (laughs) Oh, you do? Yeah, but you can call me Gil. It's fine. I like Gene and Gil, though. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my first question here is literally this. Tell me everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just tell right. me the whole thing. Now, okay. l- why don't we start with this? I mean, this is the the probably the most fun podcast we've done. Or they, this episode is just fascinating, and it's even more fascinating today in a world where we now have the ability to move anywhere, not just in retirement, but well before retirement. My very first podcast for Retire Sooner was with David Bach from Automatic Millionaire. And the reason I interviewed him was that he had this, a couple years ago, I was in New York with him pre-COVID. And he said, oh, I think I'm moving to, I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to go to Florence for, you know, he goes for a year. I was like, you're not going to go for a, (laughs) literally for a year. And I thought he was just saying for a long time, like a couple of months. <laughs> and three months into his trip, I, I was texting and I'm like, are you still there? He's like, still there. Wow. And then nine months in, still there. And then and then COVID hit and he actually kind of got stuck there a little bit. And, right. But yeah, he's still there. He's still there yeah. years later. And he did this before, well before retirement. But now the cover of one of the most recent Barons articles was it had Billings, Montana on the cover, or maybe it was Boise, Idaho, because yeah. mm-hmm. we've been talking about all these small towns in the, in the United States that are, people are, are flocking to because we, we have more ability than ever to work from anywhere. Now you guys are obviously talking about where we're going to, we're going to live in retirement and you're, you're still trying, I guess, to pick a place. But first of all, I'd love for you to tell our audience what gave you this idea 
to, to explore the world and share it on podcasts. Hey, sell me on wherever you live, literally from <laughs> Costa Rica to these exotically amazing places that sound amazing, like Santiago de Quirtano. Uh, uh, what is it? Santiago de what? Queretaro. Santiago de Queretaro, <laughs> Mexico, Sicily, yeah. uh, Vancouver, Honolulu, Sevilla, Spain, <laughs> all the way to, ready for it, Durham, North yeah. Carolina, <laughs> Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what is another one here? Fletch, New North Carolina, or is that New yeah, Jersey? Fletcher, North Carolina. Fletcher, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher, North Carolina. Come on down. So you have, <laughs> I would say, the exotic all the way to just, hey, maybe Wilmington's a place that is cooler than people might think. So exactly. let's maybe start there is that I'd love for you to share how you thought, first of all, this idea of let's explore this, number one, and number two, the thought of, hey, let's turn this thing into a podcast. Okay. So basically, well, first I should mention also that we married in Florence. We eloped and married in Florence. So we can see spending, you know, a year there, but not much more because I think hmm. you can walk all of Florence like you could walk all of Boston. It's about the same size to me. Um, so we want to move um, in a few years and we want to leave New York City. We think that um, the weather would be better and uh, we just want to see more more green and make our lives more pleasant, if you will. It's it's so chaotic where we are. So, and, are, and by the way, are you in? When you say New York, are you in the city of New York? Where in New York really are? We you? are in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York. So we are near the Verrazano Bridge. We could see it from our windows. We're Brooklynites. Yes, we're Brooklynites. Yes. Yeah. So you're, you're you're in the city. <laughs> yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, we decided that well, you know, if we're going to think about moving, we need to go see some of these places ourselves. So back in um, early 2020 in February, we took a trip to Winter Park, Florida. Beautiful, you know, we wanted something similar to where we are, and it was nice, but it really wasn't for us. And so we said, all right, let's go home and let's pick another place, and we were going to mm -hmm. go to Asheville, right. North Carolina. But then COVID hit. So that kind of stopped, you know, everything. And Gene came up with the idea of, why don't we launch a podcast where we can interview retirees about their adopted cities. And I said, that sounds amazing because when I drove to work every day, my commute would consist of a 45-minute ride, and I would listen to podcasts. And I was so into it that, that I said this would be a great idea. So, so Gil, though, you are retired from New York City College of Technical of Technology, Technology, right? Yep, yep. And, and Gene, are you, you're still working. I'm still working, yes. What's your time frame between? So, Gil, you're totally not working, or you have another job, or you're just full time podcast. And Gene, you are working. So I'm working full time. She just retired. She's really trying to figure out what to do with her life. <laughs> I'm jealous, but I have another three years, um, almost exactly three years. Or if I retire now, I'll get hit on my pension. It's a afraid a large sum. Although Gil and our son are trying to get me to retire early. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we, we both, my son and I, um, our son and I, we really believe that he can uh, cut the cord because I can live without his income. He can live without my income. So we are really good to go. In fact, his pension, I think he should take 100%, not this, you know, 50%, 75% to the spouse. Um, 
because God forbid, thinking of the morbid issues, uh, we both could survive with each other's without each other's incomes. Hmm. Okay. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you could tell us otherwise. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start with what are, maybe let's just start with the factors. So if when you're going, tell me the process, you find somebody in a town, mm-hmm. who, how do you find the people, who are they, and then what do you ask them? Okay, so initially, um, we didn't know what we were doing. So our guests came <laughs> from, from family and friends, right? Sure. And, and we thought, hey, come on, we know quite a lot of people, but it turns out that they dried up pretty quickly. So, <laughs> huh. so yes. then I started, um, I went back on Facebook because I had withdrawn from Facebook. It was just too chaotic and I didn't care for it anymore. But I went back on and I found these groups called um, Retired or Thinking of Retirement and Where to Retire. So I would read through all their posts, and if someone said, you know, I moved to X, I would then message them on the side. And um, over a course of, I guess, a month or so, uh, we amassed about maybe three, four guests, and we were yeah. really excited. And, you know, Gene is a researcher. So then what, do, what did you do? <laughs> so, so back to what Gil says, finding guests is probably our most difficult thing to do in, in the podcast. Um, so I started looking at books. People have written books about retiring places. And those are the people we get our biggest percentage of um, guests. But I'll tell you, out of our 49 published episodes, we have 31 domestic and 18 international. And we're gaining, though, on the international side. So 31 U.S., 18 international. Yep. And then do you have a spreadsheet that keeps it, like a list of variables that you guys rank like a standard climate, crowdedness, uh, chaos. I think you've used that word a couple of times. Public transportation cost. Do you have a set of variables that you score each city or each town so that you can kind of have a, have a set score so that you can keep track of what's good and what isn't? I would say no. It's more we love it or we hate it, really. I think, yeah, for us. yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. We are we are inspired, though. Um, there are certain shows where we end the recording. We say, "Holy, we never yeah, thought I never of that." Knew about that place, and yeah. we put it on our list of places to visit. Mm, okay. See, tell me about towns have made your places to visit, and then maybe. Well, what are the factors that that your guests from all of these places? What do they typically cite? What are they? What is important? to the people moving to these places mm-hmm. or living in these places? I would say it really varies because some people have a lot of wealth and some of our guests don't. And the, it's funny, the ones on the low end, a lot of them tend to be the ones that go overseas. Hmm. They can live for a lot less money. Healthcare is a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a woman who moved from when she was 55, so she's fairly young, from Cal- Southern California to Mexico. She lives a half block from the beach. She surfs almost every day. And she pays $420 a month for rent. <laughs> now, she lives, on, she lives on Social Security, and she's a writer. So she gets a small amount of money from uh, money from her book. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. As an author, she- I can... Confirm. Small amount of money. <laughs> All right. So what town was that? What episode was that, guys? That was uh, Mazatlan. Mazatlan, Mexico. Yeah. 
And and I have to say, she's not living in some kind of measly. I mean, she's living in a nice two bedroom condo. Um, and she was featured on an episode of uh, CBS, CNBC, uh, CNBC. And um, her place is beautiful, beautiful, you know. So you wouldn't think that four fifty could buy you that, but it can't. It's four twenty, and she says people in Mazatlan, if she tells them she pays that much, they think she's rich. Right. Because you know, for, many for don't Mexican, pay that much. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, so let's go dive into that that location. Because again, I love to romanticize this. I, I and I told <laughs> David Bach, as much as I love what he did, I don't think I'll ever do it. Um, the, the, I love to think about picking up and moving to one of these cities. And I lived, by the way, I lived in Seville. I lived in Sevilla for six oh, months oh, as wow. a, in college. Oh, I did nice. study abroad there. And it, it's mm-hmm. an incredible place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I'm so ingrained in America and love. I don't know what it is. I just love mm-hmm. being here. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't see myself living. I can see myself visiting a lot of these places, but going mm-hmm. for a year or two like David Bach did yeah. is amazing. I love to think about it. And I love to actually talk about it and contemplate it with then I'll ask Lynn about it. I'll say, hey, what do you think about going to Phoenix, <laughs> Florence for a year? Yeah. Actually, I'd like to go to Phoenix for a year. There's a yeah. lot of places I'd love to go. But I, I, I guess to some extent, I'm a visitor at this point, and not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to move anywhere because I love Atlanta mm-hmm. because it's such a good – Atlanta to me is such a, a wonderful – compromise about so or in a good way yeah. there's so many different things that make it make it a wonderful city yeah. and it was just in, every time i come back from new york or miami and i've had to travel a lot in the last year or even great places like austin or denver every time i come back to atlanta i, I literally look at the skyline as i drive back into the city and i think wow what a, this is this is the best yeah. place yeah. <laughs> but, but let me too. go back yeah. let me go back to your to this this woman who is in Mazatlan. So she did. Is it the romantic picture of what we think? Like I'm literally I'm going to a place. It's near the beach. It's a great little town. What is it like there? And how did she make the call to do that? It's a city. Um, it's a nice city. Um, what happened was she was she was a newspaper writer in Southern California, and the internet came along, and basically she lost her job. Um, her ch- I think her youngest child was had, was 18. She talked to him. He was okay with her leaving. She was a single mom. She didn't have a lot of money. And she visited Mazalan and just fell in love with it. Hmm. And she moved down there. Um, she had gone she found, several times. Yeah, she when gone, she was married, she even went. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but she moved down there and she start, she had the idea of starting a local um, entertainment newspaper, like, like New York Magazine type of thing. And she did it. She did it for a few years, but it was a lot of work. Um, and I think that's how she got to know a lot of people. And now she's you know, well-known in the area. And yeah, she loves it. She loves surfing. She loves how old out is with she? a friend. How old is this woman? She's probably spent 60, mid-60s now, 65. But she was 55 when she first moved there. Yeah. Okay. Can we give her, what's her name, by the way? Her name is Janet Blazer. Janet Blazer. So Janet is 60 and she's surfing? Yeah. 65 at least. And she's surfing. Yeah, Yeah. she's in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow her on Instagram. She's on a surfboard. That's amazing. Yeah. 
That's cool. She's yes. going to get some follows after this episode here. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, got, got, she's got a lot she's, now. She's yeah. gotten a lot. Yeah. Because she was on TV. <laughs> is, this a, yeah. is this a town where there's a lot of other Americans and expats that live there? Or is she very much just in the culture of there Mexico? Are a lot, there are a lot of expats, but she, she has learned the language. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she speaks perfectly. She has yeah. learned the language. And she has a lot of friends who are, who are Mexicans, but she also has a lot of expat friends. Yeah, but she's not one of these people who just hangs out with expats, as, as yeah. a lot do. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's it's as popular as some of the other mm-hmm. Mexican locales, right? Um, which which is what gives it its charm as well. Mm-hmm. But you as know, as soon as she it can gets have, ultra popular, then it might, yeah. it loses the charm. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Asheville. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a lot of people aren't going to Asheville now because the malls have popped up, and and it just just seems like a place where you want to avoid. But <laughs> Mazalan's a place where, she, so she pays $420 a month, two, block, two blocks from the, I mean, half block from the beach. But you can pay, you know, $4,000 a month for yeah. a beautiful penthouse yeah. there. You know, it really ranges. Hmm. Well, okay, so how many of the folks that you've interviewed, so that's a great example. So mm-hmm. Janet is an amazing example. How many people do this as a temporary move that, that you've talked to? How many people are just saying, hey, I'm going to do this for a year? Or most of your guests on the podcast, are they guests that are, have officially moved and they're going to st- they're, they're they're planning on staying for at least for the foreseeable future? M- most have officially moved. However, we have some. We have who like are, some snowbirds. Yes, yeah, like sno- snowbirds. As a matter of fact, the woman who lives in Seville, she spends half the time in Seville, yeah. where she travels around Europe also with her husband. And the other half, they live in Calif- Northern California. Hmm. Okay, yeah. so she does both. Now, I love this thought of the folks that have, let's say you've got this range of incomes or, or wealth. Mm-hmm. Network. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The lo- yeah. On, the, on the lower end, you see people going a little bit more international, which is fascinating mm-hmm. to me. As long as I've been in the, the happy retiree business and as many families <laughs> that I've worked with, it's still relatively rare where somebody goes internationally. And I think the problem, really? I think the, the block on doing international is the worry of, hey, I'm getting older. One, I'm, I'm moving away from my kids. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm worried about healthcare in another country. And not that it's any better or worse, but it's just a little scarier as I get older. Those are the two big variables. Yeah. So tell me about those let, variables. Let, let me say this about moving away from kids. I thought so many of our guests would say, oh, I don't want to be away from my grandkids. You know, I've waited all my life for grandkids. But, you know, these people, they love their grandkids. But most of them, they didn't let them stop them from moving. <laughs> there was a, there's a guy who moved to, <laughs> we moved to Costa Rica. Okay. And he has three daughters, three adult daughters. Two months out of the year, him and his wife go back to the States. And they see those daughters. They're close. They, they rent someplace close to them. Um, and he claims that he spends much more quality time in those two months than he would if he lived a block away from them. Hmm. Yeah. That's I mean, very we, interesting. And, and yeah. He, he's a very interesting guy. He's, well, tell he's me not, about this. So okay. tell me about what's his sure. name? His name is Rob Evans. Evans. Okay. So let's talk about Rob for a minute. So Rob, <laughs> I've got to give these people a name. Uh, I think I yeah. did a podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but we were talking about the gentleman's mother, and he he spent for the, oh it was it was the one on cognitive decline. It was a oh. uh, it was a it was a, a female guest, and 
we talked for half an hour about her mom and she just kept saying mom, mom, mom at the end. I was, and I almost, it was almost too late mm. to even say, Hey, what, what is your mom's name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually I was like, yeah. Hey, what is mom's name? <laughs> yeah. Or it's yeah. just mama. So this guy who moves to Costa Rica. So Rob moves yeah. to Costa Rica. Tell me about this one. So every, so, every, this is why your show so fascinating because it's kind of every single story I want to know about. Like, why did Rob move to Costa Rica? <laughs> Maybe I want to move to Costa Rica. Yeah, so it's interesting. Rob was one of our earlier um, far yeah. international guests. And Rob was an engineer uh, from IBM. And his wife is a teacher or was a teacher. And very into the numbers, Rob pretty much figured out that uh, they wanted to – he retired before 65. So I think he, he was in his 50s, yeah. He was in his 50s. And he realized, hey, you know what? I can't stay in my own country because I can't afford health care. Um, because IBM was paying for everything, so but let's they, move somewhere. Yeah, but they weren't paying after he. No, oh, right. they he weren't retired pay early. He, he right. had a. He so, had, let's say he was yeah. fifty-five. He had a decade to get to Medicare, so he had right. ten years of right. expensive health care. And, and right. it was it was before Obamacare, so I don't know how much that would have figured right. into it. So, so he he did a lot of research, and you know, like us, Rob has his spreadsheet. He's got all these factors, and he's very popular on those Facebook pages, and he's responsible for getting us um, some guests because he really believes in what we're doing and, you know, we do him. So he found Costa Rica. And what was really interesting at one point was he sent his wife down there without him. And um, he made sure that she had someone to, you know, get the paperwork done, get her acclimated. But but he sent her down there for three months. Yeah. Living with a woman who wrote a book on Costa Rica. Right. And he paid this woman <laughs> to take her everywhere yeah. and make sure she had a good time because he yeah. really But this is a whole there. new marital retirement strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm paying for you to leave for three months. I'm paying for you to have a yep. friend for three months. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. to check out this place. So she gets home. Rob yeah. says to her, All right, great. <laughs> I need you to check out another place for three months. What's Rob doing back in the States? I'm just kidding. Keep that. That's not what happened. What happened was she said, let's pack our bags. Let's go. Yeah, she fell in love with Costa Rica. They sold their house. Yeah. They got rid of everything they had except what could fit in a small storage locker. Yeah, they kept getting smaller and smaller. So they sold their whatever, 3,000 square foot house. They moved into a smaller place. Then they moved into a smaller place. Ultimately, they moved all their life belongings into a storage facility, all right? Mm -hmm. And then they went to the airport. They threw, they they dumped. I think they had six suitcases. Oh, they had six suitcases and they threw out their coats because they no longer needed them. And- uh, they got on the plane and they left. That was it. <laughs> and where? Okay, so tell me about their little town and where they live in Costa Rica. So they don't live in a little town. They live in a, in a big city, the capital, San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. And they they rent an apartment. It's dirt cheap. It's nice. Yeah. And they travel everywhere by bus. As a matter of fact, he's known as the the bus ninja of Costa Rica. <laughs> and among expats in Costa Rica, he's really well known. He has a Facebook group. And whenever somebody wants to figure out how to get somewhere by bus or train in Costa Rica, they contact him and he'll know like that yeah. how, to, how to get there. And he, you know, he's, he's an amazing bus, guy. That in itself is an episode. The bus yeah. ninja of Costa Rica, <laughs> Rob Evans. Yeah, now, he's are they so the nice. Family? Are Rob, Rob and his wife, do they, are they the ones that come back for two months to visit yes. the daughters? Yes. yes. So where do, the, where do the daughters all live? 
they live in three different places. One, I believe, lives in Canada. Yeah. One is in on the West LA. Coast somewhere. I think, I think she's in LA. I think, yeah, LA. And the, other and the other one might still be in um, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're originally from North Carolina. They're originally from the Raleigh-Durham area. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's interesting because my research has shown me, and this is in, in the new book coming out, what the happiest retirees know. One of the chapters mm -hmm. is about family habits. I have 10 categories. So one is money, one is investing, one is spending, and the other seven are actually non-number related. Now, they all have mm -hmm. a financial tie, but family, in, in what is the relation to happiness when it comes to different components of family? And one of the data points that I found in my research is that as the percentage of kids you live near the higher the levels of happiness. So it's direct relationship. Hmm. The, the closer you live to your kids, the more your happiness levels tend to go up on average. So I think this that is a, certainly a, a personal family decision, but I certainly have seen from a research perspective that it, it certainly helps increase levels of happiness. But I like this is almost like the best of both worlds. Yeah, I, I think you need to speak to Rob Evans. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to set you straight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, well you know, we actually other... had a guest who... And to me, part of this is culture also, um, you know, and maybe because she's she's uh, Hawaiian and, and, you know, Asian. But she actually she and her husband retired, moved to Las Vegas and she missed her grandkids so much. I mean, so much that she decided not I, I can't stay here. And they love Las Vegas. It was actually affordable. Um, they they found all these interesting things that we didn't know about. You know, there's a large Asian community there and they have their own like home cooked foods, um, retail places, Hawaiian food. Yeah. Hawaiian food. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, it was just not they were calling her. But so she went back. It was interesting about her is, you know, they say. What's done in Las Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, she left her husband in Vegas. <laughs> he didn't go back. He's still there. Wait, so, whoa. So he's in Vegas. This yes. is an even yeah. better story than the Rob Evans story. So she goes, they both moved to Vegas. He stays yes. in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. What, what? Who moves to Vegas stays in Vegas. And she moved back to Hawaii. where? Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, Honolulu. Honolulu, right? yeah. Wow. To be, to be by her grandkids. Yeah, and okay. she had to buy a new place that now she yeah. has a mortgage again. Yeah, because you know they moved to, to Vegas because it's so so less expensive than Hawaii. Hawaii is really yeah. expensive. And now and she's she, back. That sounds expensive, that whole endeavor. Yeah. yeah. Because as she says, buying the, the amount you buy a house for in Vegas is a down payment in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Of yeah. course it is. Well, let me yeah. go back to the factors, the variables mm -hmm. that people cite. And and to your point is that everybody kind of has their own way of ranking a place. Like we love this place because mm -hmm. we love this place because. Mm -hmm. What do you find those top variables seem to be coming up over and over again? Um, I think there is a common thread. There is, yeah. Um, you know, for many for many of our international guests, I would say a good majority, it was the cost. All right. Mm -hmm. We have people who uh, we have a young couple who retired. Um, I one's think one's thirty-eight, one, one's forty-eight. Yeah, 
and they moved to um, Manta, Ecuador, and they were well, you know, years ahead of uh, 65, but they wanted, they took a look at their lives and they said, and, and a lot of this is, you know, COVID helped along, I guess. They said, you know, we want to be somewhere where we can really enjoy ourselves and not be a slave to the dollar. And so we find that for the most people who move abroad, it is an impetus. Money is definitely one of the main drives, I would because say. Because money goes, it goes farther Oh yeah, internationally oh, yeah. than it would in a big city. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, if I never have to cook a meal, I, th- that's a big deal. If I could have fresh fish every day, even brought to my house, and some of these places, you know, the 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 fish guys, uh, I forget what they're called, but they'll come to your house, you know, and then you select the fish from your doorstep. <laughs> now you can either go. Well, okay, out. hold on. Again, this is just this is why uh, this is exactly. <laughs> Isn't that why I wild? To to it's so, wild. So, Gil, tell tell me you you mentioned the fishmonger. Where the, we're not the monger, but the fish. Yeah. Where's the fish guy go? What what town is this? this I want to go this, there too. This is a small fishing ta- village in Chilam, Mexico. This and is, there was another one. Was it was it Portugal? Yeah, there was a, um, Portugal. I think it might have been. I'm not yeah. sure. There's a few places like this along the coast. Okay, yeah. so you've cost big. You have, I would but, so food is obviously on the list. So food. Yeah. yeah. Right? Let me just let me just say about housing costs. It's interesting in the United States. Since many of these places where people retire to, in the last two years, the housing prices have gone up dramatically. Now, that's not a problem for somebody who sells their home and wants to pay cash mm-hmm. and sells the home in New York City or Los Angeles. Right. But somebody who sells a home in Des Moines, they may not be able to get that home on the coast in South Carolina anymore. That ship has sailed. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, true. So it's you're, tough you're exactly now. right. Give me some coastal examples of anybody from like the South Carolina, the Georgia coast... I, but for our listeners, by the way, Georgia does have a coast. It doesn't look like it on the map. <laughs> Savannah is beautiful. Oh, yeah, gorgeous. we're trying to get a, um, a guest from Savannah. Yeah, so if you know of anyone. Anybody out from Savannah, call, call us. Call us. <laughs> so, okay, so, to do. so tell me about where, where have you seen done on the coast? Give me an example of the, okay. so, lo, the so southeastern coast, not in Florida. <laughs> not in Florida. So we did. South um, Carolina. We did two. South Carolina, um, what was the city? Hilton Head, Charleston was one episode. That's right. And Oh, uh-huh. Myrtle Beach. And then we did another guy in South Carolina as well. Oh, and a third one in, um, what was it, Greenville? Oh, Greenville, uh, sure. Greenville, that's, Spartan. That's not on the coast, though, yeah. Oh, okay. That's not on the okay, coast. That's in the mountains, yeah. No, Greenville's beautiful, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm thinking but okay, let, let me hear about, so tell me about somebody that it was in Hilton Heads or Charleston. So Hilton Head. It was a couple, your friend from high school. Yeah. And I think it was more, it was a community. And what, um, what happened community with them? Community living. What happened with them was she had been divorced. And the deal was with her ex-husband that when they sold the house in Long Island, and when the, when the kids got out of high school, they would sell the house in Long Island. And so that's what she had to do. She didn't have a lot of money. So she sold it, got half of the money, and she wanted to pay cash for a house in South Carolina. No um, mortgage. Wanted no mortgage. By the way, that's another no huge mortgage. statistic in my research is that happy retirees, as years to pay down mortgage goes down or years to pay off mortgage goes down, happiness levels go up. So oh, she yeah. sounds like a happy retiree. She, so she has no mortgage. So mm-hmm. she moved down. So she, she flew down there right after the house closed. <laughs> she didn't have any place to live. <laughs> she finds a house in Sun City. 
it's she, she loves it. Um, she buys it, um, but she actually moved in. I don't know how she did this. She moved in before it closed, <laughs> and she had it painted before it closed. But well, they really worked. Whatever. Anyway, they were she was really a nice. very nice woman. But but and she loves it there. They both they both love it there. Okay, so she she did Sun City. Is that I guess Sun City is near Hilton Head and Charleston. It's, yeah, Hil- they call it Hilton Head. Yeah, must be right around Hilton Head. Yeah. And did you do a Charleston episode? All right. So Gene found an author who wrote a book. It turns out he's a financial planner, um, Adam Curran. Um, he wrote a book called Retire Y'all. And South, South Carolina. South Carolina. And he's a transplant from uh, Connecticut. Um, he's not retired yet. He's probably around your age, younger. And um, he talks about why South Carolina is a great place to retire. And much of his business is advising retirees uh, about those areas and how each area has its own personality and its own um, style of living. Right. He says in Charleston, people want to live the Southern lifestyle. They want to say you all, you all. <laughs> I can't even say I'm a Northern. Um, <laughs> you, you're like, you all, <laughs> you all. Y'all, y'all. It, yeah. took, me, it and, took me about 20 years to, to just easily say y'all. Because I'm out from outside of Philadelphia near uh, Lancaster County. So I yeah. grew up saying you all or you guys and yeah. Wooder and that's, and yeah. I eventually <laughs> now I say it like you're. Y'all, yeah. So we've got cost, we have, a, we have food, we have, you mentioned, Gil, you mentioned community, yeah. the community, because the community was something that was important to uh, the woman who moved to Sun City. Yeah. And yeah. then we have, I mean, we, mm-hmm. go, go ahead. No, no, I was going to mention that um, healthcare um, was certainly something that almost every, every guest looked into. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about healthcare. It, yeah. let, let, for, yeah. Let's start with healthcare internationally. How does that work? So we have people who um, either they do one of two things: they either purchase the healthcare, or they don't, and they pay out of pocket for you know visits or what have you. What do you mean um, they purchase healthcare? Meaning so, so that in okay. the in the given country, they usually yes. pri- purchase private healthcare. Now, private healthcare in most countries outside of the United States. Is relatively inexpensive. United States is the only place where private health care is, is just dramatically expensive. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and so some people pay out of pocket, but they might have catastrophic health care. So if something really bad happens, they're covered. But if they just, you know, break their leg or something, they, they And is it themselves. different health care provider, providers, Gene, in every different country, or is there a few that continue to pop up? There are a few that continue to pop up. Don't don't ask me the names because I can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. Um, and when then I, so, when so, I say pay out of pocket, I'm I'm sorry. It's basically, you know, you go to a doctor's office and you pay what you and I might pay, like four or five hundred. Four or five hundred dollars. They pay eighty dollars. They'll pay eighty. Sometimes they'll pay thirty. It depends on what it is. Now, if you country. have a serious um, condition, what we have found is some of our guests have moved back to the United States, but even like a few of them, they didn't have to. It was just that psychological fear of being comforted, you know, back home. Um, but the healthcare in some of these countries are are astronomical. I mean, in some of the places, they're probably better than the U. Well, maybe not. Well, than you said New astronomical York. as in price. <laughs> or you're saying the healthcare in some countries are is is actually really 
wonderful and good. She, she meant wonderful yeah, and good. Yeah, I mean wonderful. Yeah, trusting, uh, state-of-the-art. Many of the physicians have been trained abroad. They've been trained in the United States. Yeah, you they know, speak English. They speak English, or they, they grew up in their native country, studied abroad in the United States, uh, or Europe, and then they went back home and practiced there. But again, these are is partially why people are there because they feel totally comfortable. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. So these are f- also folks that the the international ones obviously have some s- real sense of adventure. I mean, you've got to have be fairly adventurous, I think, to go to any of these countries. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. What about the culture, though? Because I I think I think about. Remember talking to David Bach about just picking up from New York City, moving across the world and going <laughs> to Italy. My thought was, what do you got to make all new friends? You got to f- meet all new people. <sighs> Tell me about the social side of it and or the cultural side. How, When your guests talk to you about that, what is that like? Are they starting over? Do they usually know a person or two? Yeah, I I would say a lot of them have done their research and they've connected with online communities um, or they've been recommended by folks who have done it. So they think it's doable. So most of our guests, I would say all of them recommend that you don't just go down there and move. Although there was one guy, one of our, Rob told us that he just moved down there one day and it was like, uh, why am I here? (laughs) But that was a different story. Um, But for the most part, I think, People did their research, spent a good amount of time down there, anywhere from six months to a year or 18 months, Um, some immersed in the language. Most have not, but there's enough English or expats around that help them. Um, Now, in terms of the culture, for me, like, okay, so our plan, Gene and I, is to find a home in the United States, not in New York, and then travel abroad, um, you know, three to six months a year, kind of like you. We want to be that visitor. And I want to move somewhere uh, in that time frame to a place where no one's asking me, where are you from? You know, I'll say, uh, I'm from Brooklyn. They'll say, where are you really from? And I'll say, well, I was born in Brazil because my parents landed there. But where are you really from? I'm like, well, if you want me to say China, I can't because I've never been. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to be somewhere where they, the, w- that we're comfortably accepted. I mean, we're an interracial couple, and some people may look at us a certain way, even in 2021. Um, mm-hmm. But By but the way, term- so explain that to okay. our couple. Okay, explain so you guys I, as an interracial couple. Yeah, so I'm Chinese-American. Um, and Jean is a mix of... Um, so I'm Italian, <laughs> French, Scottish. Um, Scottish, English, Irish. Yeah. I think, Jean, I heard you say you're not, you are not Chinese. I'm not Chinese, <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm sorry. That's, you listened to our episode. <laughs> yeah. I am not Chinese, but my father's family is from Grenada and the West Indies. Yeah. And so, you know, the two of us were, were, were quite um, rich in, in backgrounds, but... Um, you know, we we want. I want to be somewhere where, for once, I don't kind of have that those questions. And I didn't face any mm. of those in Hawaii. Mm. Um, but um, but for our guests, mm. let me let me just say this though: many of them moved to these countries and they started to learn the language. Um, not many succeeded because <laughs> you know, at a certain age, it's right very when you're hard. sixty or fifty, it's hard to pick up a brand new language. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And we um, we know of a guy who um, who's actually English, 
right? Born in London and uh, wound up in Thailand. That was our most recent episode that was relieved. He's in um, Phuket, Thailand. And he started out really wanting to move to Vietnam. Which he did. Which he did. But Vietnam was just a little too um, kind of crazy for him. You know, people are playing karaoke or whatever at but, two in the morning. But the biggest problem was the visa problem. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, he wasn't sure whether he could stay in the country for a full year. Every, every year was a, it was a. So Vietnam was difficult, but Thailand ended up being easier. But much easier. Much yeah. easier. What's this, what's this guy's name? Um, Richard Joins. Right, Joins so Richard, is, yeah, J-O-Y-N-E-S. And Richard basically, he lives on his boat. He, he technically, he has an <laughs> yeah, apartment. He has a boat. Because he has to have an apartment, but he lives on his boat. And he's just enjoying his life. He's, oh, yeah. He's around 70 years old. I yeah, think. he's 70. And he's, he's, just, just, he's just having fun. Yeah. And he retired early, too. Yeah, he retired he, early. He retired early. So he's from um, England. But then um, in his 20s or so, he moved to New York City. He had a construction, uh, construction consulting business. And then at one point, um, he went to Vietnam. He loved the people. They were welcoming. They were warm. Um, they made him feel very much accepted, embraced. Um, and because of that visa issue, and some of it was noise, you know, yes. you, you want to sleep a normal hour, right. it was people, it was kind of hard. People doing karaoke yeah, at four, yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning. And, and in the streets, yeah. it's very busy in the streets. Mm -hmm. And so he moved to Phuket, and he says it's only like a 40-minute um, flight from Phuket to Vietnam, so he can have the best of all worlds. Now let's let's move to... The United States. Mm -hmm. We, we I, I read these lists constantly. You know, top of the list. Oh, this yeah. is the Barons. top small oh, town goodness. in America now. Yes, yes. I feel like yes. every town's a top small town. At some point. <laughs> yes, right. Doesn't it yeah. see, if you see the, the the best states to do business and the best mm -hmm. small towns? Right. There, right. Yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah. I, I always see di different ones. So yeah. it's a lot of so we're the best small town. Well, so you many. You can't bother. You have to investigate yourself. Yeah. yeah. But. But I think to your point, it's different for everybody. It's a very customized decision. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about some of those towns maybe that surprised you, you know, that, that you wouldn't have thought about that seem like pretty amazing location. Or let's just maybe talk about a couple locations in the United States that, were, that are of interest to you all. All right. When you say surprise, here's the one that surprised me the most. We had a guest who uh, retired to Manhattan. And I would think, I was thinking, Manhattan, it's so expensive. How, why are you going to retire there? Well, Manhattan, it's a great place if you have money, yes. But what he did was, him and his wife, they always want to live in Manhattan. They bought a condo um, near Central Park. They were able to do it because they sold the house, so they paid cash for the condo. Mm -hmm. And they are also able to do it because they did things like they, they got rid of their car. And for people who don't know, having a car in New York City is really expensive. First of all, the automobile insurance is outrageously expensive. And then most of the time, you don't want to park in the street because it's so difficult. You have to rent a lot. And renting a lot in Manhattan is you pay more than what most people in the United States pay for rent. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a guy who retired or, or staying in Queens, New York, and it took him 11 years to get a parking spot yeah, in, in his, his condo. Building, yeah. <laughs> 11 years, and he's proud. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough having a car around here. But... um. But yeah, that New York City surprised me the most, and they love it. They go to where were they, they go from? to shows. They're originally from, aren't they from uh, upstate oh, from, New York? From, from Albany, the south. 
They lived in Albany for a while, yeah. Right. For a right. long time. And yes, all, always were. wanted to move to the big city, and they did. Yes, yes. Yeah. I see here you had a, a February episode of Marietta, Georgia. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chalem, Yucatan, Mexico. Cary, mm-hmm. Apex, North Carolina. It's funny. Okay. I really I do. I, I like a lot of the. I've been to a lot of these places. I, I yeah. went to school in North Carolina. So I went to oh, school so in Chapel you know. Hill. Mm-hmm. And that's why I frown upon the thought of Durham. Because Durham is where Duke is. Sure, sure, and yes. It's it's fine. I I don't I don't I, dislike. I, I dislike Duke as well. <laughs> okay, so where 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 are the top places on your list right now? Depends which of us which one of us you ask. All right, so All right, so me, let's start with you, Gene. Gene, you tell me what's your number one spot? Okay, my number one spot is Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. The, the Santa Fe, New yeah. Mexico. New Mexico, absolutely. Mm. Um it's a place where they have very interesting people who live there. Um, it's somewhat diverse, um, although Gil will tell you not a lot of Asians, but that may be true. Um, Look, but, so long as there's a Trader Joe's, <laughs> I will go anywhere where there's a Trader Joe's. No, seriously, because there is a Trader Joe's they there. place themselves in places that appreciate the diversity in food and people. It's true. <laughs> it's that's cool. It's interesting. <laughs> well, you I should do a come radius. To we got a lot of Trader Joe's yeah, scattered know, all over Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Atlanta. Santa Fe, New Mexico, which has some elevation, and it's a little, it's a little, and it's drier. So the weather's probably really nice. I, right. I don't remember. I've been maybe through Santa Fe, but I don't remember. But mm-hmm. it is nice. I'd love to live in California, but it's just so expensive. Too expensive. So, yeah. So that's out. Okay. And the, when I was, when I was younger, my dream was, and before I met Gail, I told her when, when I met her, I told her I'm moving to the Pacific Northwest. That's where I'm going. Of course, I fell in love and ended up in Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> what a cute couple! Right. But yeah, the Pacific Pacific Northwest is uh, is still on my list. I would say, yeah, even well, even though now it's getting really hot there, and there were so many fires. Yeah. By so the way, right. you are for our listeners. You you guys are the quintessential beautiful American couple <laughs> <laughs> that started a podcast together. Oh Happy retirees! <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, Gil, tell me about what's your number one spot. All right, you're not going to um, believe this. It's not as exciting as jeans. But... Wilmington, Delaware. Let me try to guess. No, 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 no. Wilmington. No. Almost. Okay. Almost. Almost. Uh, let's see here. Marietta, well, it's a... Georgia. It's That's not on the list. It's not on the list of somebody who retired there, so we can't. Oh, it's not on your list of podcasts. No, but it's. But if he's so really, he got it right because he got it right. It's close to Wilmington, so, Delaware. Yeah. So I ha- I come from a big family. I'm the oldest of seven, and. They're all on the East Coast. So I kind of want to be on the East Coast. And what I've decided or settled, because one of my criteria is to be 30 to 45 minutes from an international airport. So I know that's a crazy criteria that comes before healthcare. Uh, <laughs> so my place would be a suburb of Philadelphia. No kidding. Yeah, because two of my sisters are in Pennsylvania. And um, one is upstate, and the others are in um, Brooklyn and um, Queens. So, but the two the two in Pennsylvania are right outside of Wilmington, Wilmington Delaware. Right, but I don't want to be. Do you, that what are the close. towns, guys? Uh, one is in Chadsford, and the other is in Garnet Valley. Hmm. It's such a small world because yeah. I literally li- I literally grew grew up 
five, you know, 20 minutes from Chad's Ford. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. And my mom, my mom lived in Chad's Ford after her first divorce for, I can't, for about five or wow. seven years. Oh my God. I hadn't even heard, never Wait, heard so of you it from until Lancaster? she moved there. Well, so my dad lives in Coatesville, Pennsylvania, which is about, about an hour outside of Philly. And then if you keep going West, another 20 minutes, you're in Lancaster. Oh. And so, so yeah, so I grew up going, we, we were in the, the one thing that our listeners that nobody ever thinks about, or it's, it's hard to kind of, and I think a lot of places are like this in the United States, you're at this heavy urban center, you're at the docks of Philadelphia, and you're in the <laughs> center city of Philly, and then not even an hour away, you're 50 minutes west, you are in the absolute gorgeous yep. countryside. Yeah, yeah. 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 The rolling hills of See? southeastern Beautiful, Pennsylvania yeah. are they're they're gorgeous. Yeah. So my mom is in Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is near Chad's Ford. Sure, sure. Yep, my dad yep. is a little further west in Coatesville near Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a large animal veterinarian when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And so our his clients were a bunch of Amish people. So our Amish mm-hmm. farm, dairy wow. farms. But wow. that so I spent a lot of time in the countryside and he has horses, so there's a lot of horse back riding in southeastern Pennsylvania. But Chad's Ford is a wonderful mix of it's a really nice town. Mm-hmm. There's a Trader Joe's. Yes. There are <laughs> there's a Trader Joe's and lots of good food yeah. and great <laughs> but it is a nice kind of mix. It's a nice yeah. suburb of Philadelphia. Yeah. It is. It is. And it'll be easy for us, you know, if I can convince Gene. Um and and because he'll get to pick where in particular if I can get that locale. Um, and, and we'll travel from there, you know, who knows, yeah. maybe we'll near, still near, be doing the podcast, but, you know? but it's funny. You mentioned Lancaster. I like the city of Lancaster. It's a nice little city hmm. and it's, it's on a lot. You'd be surprised about this on a on a few lists. It was, between, yeah, it was number between one. No, one year is number one place to retire. Yeah. 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 Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster. Yeah. Now yeah. it's, now it's like four or five usually. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. yeah, we, we, we've already, we've already uh, determined that everybody's like on top five. Yes, Every town yes, is, yes, yes. pays a PR person to get that, them on a top yes, five town yes, to retire that is, list. That is true. <laughs> but I do like your thought. So this is an interesting thought, though, is that I've been reading about Billings, Montana, a bunch, mm-hmm. and, and Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. that keep showing up on different lists. And that's mm-hmm. happened for the whole year of the last year and a half ever since we, we started talking yeah. about moving due to COVID. And then this weekend, it was actually it was the cover of Barron's. And I thought to myself, well, that ship has sailed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so once it becomes the number one, number one, like actually number one, uh, you you do get a little bit of an influx in it, and it hurts, and the and the pr- prices go up, and the very reason people are moving, it kind of gets watered down a little bit, and it gets too crowded. So, mm-hmm. we're always trying to find that, and this is going to be maybe a, one of the missions uh, for for your podcast. Retire there mm-hmm. will be to figure out the next emerging place in the United States. That's going to be the next small town. That's going to be amazing, and right. Maybe that's what you have to do. That's the secret. The emerging. Yeah. Find yeah. it before it emerges. Yes. Right, and then move once it's <laughs> over emerged. <laughs> no, move before it's <laughs> move emerged. Before. <laughs> but Gil, you brought up a really interesting point. So, by the way, you guys are pretty spread out. You've got one. You want to be in Chadsford, PA. And another one, and, and Gene, you want to be in Santa Fe. I think you've yeah. split the difference and you land in Denver. There you go. Well, Denver's nice. I mean, yeah. we both love Denver, and there's so much outdoor activity. Yeah. So, 
But, um, you know, it does get cold. It, it gets cold. I love yeah. Vancouver. I will tell you, Vancouver is another place that was on my list, but um, too far, and I'm tired of these long flights. These See, flights can kill you. But, Gil, you are also kind of maybe backing up a little bit of this thought of being near, being near family is a really big deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being near your, your siblings is uh, – and do you guys have kids? Yeah, we, we have, have one. one. And where? <laughs> he, he just read it from college, and now he just moved to... Rhode I- Warwick. Uh, Warwick, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. He yeah. just got a job up there, so... Um, What's his name? Uh, Max. So Max, Max is Prudhoe. in Warwick. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and that's... I've actually never even heard of it. Is, that, is Rhode Island a nice place? Rhode Island yeah. is tiny. It's beautiful. It's coastal. But it it's tiny. I mean, when we drove up there, when we were moving him up there, most of the ride was Connecticut. You know, yeah. it was like Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut. A, then boom, sm- we hit Rhode Island. It's, it's tiny. A, it's a small state, and you can get anywhere within a half an hour in in Rhode Island, any yeah. other part of Rhode Island. Yeah. But it's good because it has the coast. Then it also has Providence, which is a nice little yes. city. Yes. Um, and has all the colleges in Providence, which is you know makes it a great college town. Great so, college town. Yeah. 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 By the way, Rhode Island is the smallest state in the United States. I thought it was geographically. Oh, yeah. geographically, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about uh, what about anything that where you find some of these folks that do move and they're either disappointed, they make a mistake on their choice, maybe some unexpected obstacles that people run into? Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would say the biggest mistake was we had a guy. He told us he moved to Clearwater, Florida. And you have to understand Clearwater, Florida, like a lot of these places is always on these lists of one of the best places to live. But what happened to him, he moved into a neighborhood with people who he didn't dislike, but he didn't get along with them. They were Scientologists. They were Scientologists, because apparently Clearwater's big, it's the the home of Scientology. Again, okay. He didn't have anything against them, but they wouldn't say hello to him, and he's a really friendly guy. He wanted somebody... He wanted a real nice neighborhood where he got along with his neighbors and everything like that. So he moved and next to Tom Cruise. He couldn't <laughs> talk to anybody. And it just became kind That's of right. weird for him. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Did they yeah. try to convert him and pull him into Scientology? Not no, necessarily. No, they didn't do that. They, they, but, but they just kept to themselves. And yeah. He, he didn't like that. And like <clears> he <throat> would say hi, but then they wouldn't say hi back. And so they're hoping to save enough. You know, and then to move, and then yeah. to move. So um, that the, wasn't a good the choice. Prices of everywhere are going up so much; they may have a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that was a very big shocker. And but I again, didn't realize. Community. Yeah, that is the that is the community question, but, right? But that's mm-hmm. a whole. He didn't do his research. He didn't do the right? six months to twelve yeah. months. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So that's yeah. a huge key that I'm getting from this is that you you clearly have to do a full six months of research yeah. to figure out if the community is right. And really test all of it, right? Within six yep. months, you, you kind of get the food, you get the food, you get the adventure, you get the cost. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that I think that maybe there would be a case against visiting is that when you're visiting, the socialization is, I think, a little bit different because oh, you're not, you're not rooted and everybody you meet, you're like, well, I'm only going to be here for two more weeks. I'm only going to, you know, it's like you, because socialization, you really have to invest some time and some yep. energy and actually say yes to invitations and go and hang out and get to meet people. So th- I think there is a thought that if you're going to, if you're going to be somewhere, the upside of living there or living there for a portion of the year, you really do get more ingrained in the culture and the society. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're not immersed 
and you're not accepting um, people outside of your expat community, right? Or even even in the United States, you're going to miss out. Um, so you have to get to know your neighbors. Um, you have to talk to people who are whether they're when you're shopping or or just that kind of socialization. Take some courses in the area. Um, not just move down there, but literally see what others do. If you and imagine yourself living there a year from now, what would you be doing? You know. And and I think it's important to be accepting of the people there. They might not be like the people who, you know you knew back in New York. Right. You're but, a guest. But, but you're a guest, and you know act like that, and see if you like it. See what you like, and and don't just. Um, Make quick judgment, judgments. Yeah, because most of our guests, especially the ones abroad, right? Because if you're coming within the United States, no one can really be that different in terms of the culture. But the ones who moved abroad, they said there were a lot of expats who would say, why do they do things this way? Oh, that's so wrong. Or this this is just not the way to live. And <laughs> and ultimately, they were just miserable and they would wind up leaving or just... and, and Oh, and then they would say... They, they feel this negativity that the country they grew up in did not allow them to stay. I mean, that was their own um, conclusion. And so they blame the United States for making them work their butts off and then not be able to stay. God forbid they retire before they're 65. Because they, because they didn't have enough money to retire in the United States? Yeah, or, or they didn't have enough money to live the lifestyle that they wanted. Right. Hmm. They thought they would be able to live a lifestyle. And, um, you know, I mean, most of our guests don't just live on Social Security. Um, there are a few like the one in the one in Seville. I mean, they are comfortable. They have a home mm. in Carmel. Yeah, they, they have a home. Very comfortable, they yeah. built a home in Seville. I would say, to, uh, yeah, comfortable to Seville. quite comfortable. No, in, yeah. in Seville, they, they rent, but they rent the year round. Right, they, they rent a year there. round. But I'm a sorry. place in Carmel has got to be, what, $10 million? No, they don't live in Carmel. They live in um, they live in Northern California, but it's not Carmel. Okay, the, they live in of, wine country. Yeah, I, I think of Carmel, but it's similar. And and they they're um, nice. nice. Yeah, but yeah, oh, yeah, and very expensive as well. Yeah. So let's go back to that. You had mentioned it was interesting when when you said that more of your guests that have been international have been they've done it. Cost is a huge variable because it's less expensive. Mm -hmm. What about folks that are let's say on the wealthier end of the spectrum? So the opposite, where do you see those people going? So I think we've had, um, I don't know that they're necessarily wealthier on, on that end. We have a guy who moved to Paris, okay? Mm -hmm. And he was living originally in, I believe, San Francisco. Yes. And so, you know, one can argue that the, the, the prices aren't that different. Um, but he he went to Paris and he actually got work, um, but it wasn't something that he really needed to do. But he's living comfortably. He's been up there for um, how many years? About four, four or five years? Yeah. But yeah, he's a permanent resident now. He's a permanent resident. Wow. Um, he got that because he, was, he became a citizen of um, Ireland. So okay. it was easier for him. Okay. Because he was part of the EU. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then, and then we have a couple that moved to Sicily, right? Um, I would say I don't know that they're they're comfortable, right? Yeah, they they were definitely comfortable, and they decided to start a farm there. Um, but it was an obstacle initially, you know, to move to some of these places to become a citizen is very difficult to attain. 
um, the wife in that case had to find, you know, going through ancestry and all that, she found a, a relative, um, you know, kind of like a long lost relative. And ultimately, over a course of 10 years, yeah, her, she became a citizen. Her grandparents are from Italy, so they were born in Italy. That's how she was able to be yeah. a citizenship. But it did take her eight, eight years, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and then on the other side of the spectrum, we have people who could. By the way, live- by the way. You just skipped over that. They left America and started a farm in Sicily. That's a kind of an yeah. amazing story. A little yeah. farm. What kind of really, farm? I, well, think they have it, I think it's just a family and... farm. But but what they really do, they have a bed and breakfast. And Sounds pretty romantic to me. Bed yeah. and breakfast yeah. and a chicken farm in Sicily, Italy. Yes. Yeah. They were pretty they cool. A, no, they have she, a pony. They yeah. have, I think, yeah. sheep. I don't, was I it expensive? Know. Were they pretty wealthy to be able to do that? Or was it affordable? I think it was affordable. Yeah. They They... I wouldn't say they were wealthy. They were certainly comfortable. Yeah, they were comfortable. But but not wealthy. And um, they really, in, when they lived in the United States, they had they a think B&B in, in, in the Oregon, United States. They had, to make more money, they had a B&B in their house. Hmm. And they, so they rented that. So they made a lot of money in that because they were they had a popular B&B. Mm-hmm. And um, they hoped to be popular in, in Sicily. Yeah. What yeah. is the most, as we wrap up today, give me your, in, in let's call it 30 seconds or less, what is your most... Exciting, romantic, fascinating place that that or thing about a place that anyone is that that you've learned about so far. Okay, Gene, thirty second. Um, I will say Bulgaria was um, a shock to us um, because it's a former Soviet country. I thought communist. It was so, yeah, for, I'm sorry, former communist country. I thought it was such just a bleak place, and it turns out it's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's romantic, um, and it's a part of Europe that doesn't necessarily, you know, come to mind um, for me. Um, one of the places that that I want to go to is um, London, Norway, Amsterdam, and um, we haven't done some of those places yet. But Bulgaria was uh, was an interesting thing. Um, so, when, think, and when did you go? So, you've been to Bulgaria? No, we've never been. No, just we no, had a guest. We, from we had a guest, and we. <laughs> We did a lot of research on Bulgaria. It's, it seems to be all those. Yeah, things. it we seems don't know. to be all those things. Well, the, the couple gave us a really good flavor. Yes, and um, it wasn't on our map. It wasn't on our, you know, radar. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, so Gene, your turn. I would say, I don't know if this answers your question, but the most interesting thing I learned for me was the couple from Seville, who went to Seville. They decided that they were going to tra- travel across. Uh, travel different places in Europe, and what they do is they travel without luggage. So they'll go two or three days to some place, say <laughs> say France, and they'll have just the clothes in their back, and she'll have a pocketbook, he'll have his wallet, and he that's romantic. it. Well, I don't it's think romantic. That's romantic. Interesting. I said interesting too. That is <laughs> interesting. Crazy. So, so that sounds okay, okay. These are crazy go, people. They'll go to check in at the hotel, <laughs> and the guy will look, see no luggage. He'll probably think, oh, they're having an affair or something. <laughs> Yeah, and and a lot of good marriage stories in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, oh yeah. <laughs> but but I thought that was so interesting. They're, they're the the Seville couple was they were very interesting people. Yeah. How do they wash their underwear? Well, well you you buy um, certain you know the the store ex officio, and I'm not marketing for them at all. Yeah, that's I the one in all the pricey. airports. They're they're in the airports, and, and she and said they easily dry. That dries so quickly. <laughs> They buy ex officio stuff, wash their stuff at night, and it dries yes. in the morning. So they sleep yes. naked, yeah. and yes. everything yes. dries overnight. Yeah, I yes. don't want to know about the rest. And she said it was funny because that's what everybody asked about the underwear. 
It's the first right. thing I think of. Like, come on, you gotta cheat. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, so they literally go in and they have, they just, if they need to, they wash their clothes and they, yes. and they dry out quickly. They have, they're prepared for that. They have yeah, a little I, bit. I think they, it's more of a challenge. It's more of a yes. challenge. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But, yeah. but they've done it a number of times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow, it's pretty cool. I know. It sounds, sounds very international spy. It's like a James Bond movie. He doesn't yeah. notice that James Bond doesn't ever have luggage. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Think yeah. about that. He that's never a, checks in. With, no, 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 no. He never because checks like, in with the, no, no, no. the Samsonite. Because like you, no, like you, Wes, he has a lot of associates he and assistants. People. Okay? Mm. <laughs> he just shows up and says, I'm ready to record. Ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> Welcome to the Retire Sooner podcast. Yeah, which Thank is you. great. I would listen to a few episodes. It's really yeah. great, by the way. Cool. And Thank I, you. I did listen to the one with the guy from uh, who moved to Italy. Yeah, Dave, I listened, that was a good one. I like yeah. the Thank one you. about what makes you happy. The two parts, and uh, I have to say, there are some things that I need need to learn. <laughs> yeah, learn to let go. Because look, I had a very stressful job, and mm-hmm. I'm still trying. I have so many interests, and I understand that. To be happy, you have to have a couple of core interests. Core pursuits, yeah. 3.6 of them, by the way. (laughs) 3.6. Yes, I know. For us, we have so many things, um, and and we're still growing. We have too many. We have too many things, and our (laughs) skills are still growing, so hopefully we won't you know, resort to early memory issues. But um, You can't have too many, by the way, Gene. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't have too many. I like that. You guys are amazing. Uh, Thank you so much. Hey, y'all, this is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information information.